Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It ain't easy now. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession? Have I not learned my lesson? What's up, Pittsburgh Steelers fans? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and it is my turn up for the Steelers Q&A, which is a Sunday evening show, which we run live on our YouTube channel and on Facebook. You can find us just by searching BTSE Steelers Radio on YouTube or Behind the Steel Curtain on Facebook, and you'll find us. We do this live, and it's always someone else. And joining me for the first time ever, I've never done a show with this individual, it's that's Big Bro Sco, Big Bro Rich Schofield. What's Yay. up, Rich? How's it I going? I know there's been a couple folks I've never gone on a show with, and you are one of them. So oh. I think I might be down to just one person having not been on a show with now. Who's that? Do you know um, off the top of your head? Right, that you know has been here, you know, right since since I started, and that's Jeffrey Benedict. Ah, I've never done a show with Jeffrey either. I've I've done a segment. They had me on to talk about punting, uh, but other than that, that's all I've known. But anyways. This is a show that's dedicated to you, the people that are watching uh, live on YouTube or Facebook. We're going to answer your questions. That's why it's the Steelers Q&A. And we are going to get things started off as we wait for more people to chime in in the live chat with a general question. Rich, I'm going to ask you this question. I've been asking everyone this question. Called my mom, ended up talking to my dad for a happy Mother's Day, by the way, to all the mothers out there. Um, and I ended up talking to my dad and I asked him the same question. That is, when Mike Tomlin says after they draft Kenny Pickett, twentieth overall, do you? Th- he said that this is going to be an open competition between Mason Rudolph, Pickett, Mitch Trubisky. Are you buying that, or do you think that's just him blowing smoke? What are your thoughts? Uh, no, I, I actually I'm buying it. I, I bought it 
from the second they they picked Kenny Pickett, um, I knew the competition would still be open. That's uh, to me, that's just the way Coach Tomlin likes to run things. True, there hasn't been, you know, he's really never had a quarterback competition, so yeah. to speak. Um, but we've seen him in other positions kind of keep things open and they go with the guys they feel, you know, are performing the best and give them the best shot to win. Um, I, I think, I think it would be in their best interest as the Steelers as an organization, keep it an open competition. I don't think there's any reason to throw Kenny Pickett out there before he's ready. Especially when you got two guys like Rudolph and, and Trubisky sitting right there who are very capable at starting football games. Right. And, you know, Mike Tomlin was on the Believe in Steelers podcast with Ike Taylor and Mark Bergen uh, this past week. And he had a really interesting uh, soundbite about the quarterback competition and really what they were thinking as they were going to select Kenny Pickett. He said that we weren't they weren't sure what to expect when it came down to pick like 15 or so, you know, and they they had tried to trade up. That was the rumor that they were going to try to trade with Houston and Houston wasn't trading that pick away. And thankfully they had their options to choose whoever they wanted. But the one thing that he kept on saying was, you know, we saw how valuable people found the quarterback position. He mentioned Trey Lance the year before, what do you go third overall to the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, it was ludicrous. He said, and, and he's accurate. He only had about 16 starts to his name and he goes third overall. And here's Kenny Pickett with 49 career starts under his belt in college at a, that's a big time ACC school. This isn't North Dakota state, you know what I mean? So they value that experience. And so when I hear him say that, I can't help but think, and that's what I told my father when I talked to him on the phone was they're going to have, they're going to give him every opportunity to prove that he's their best option. That doesn't mean he's going to be the best option, but he, they're going to give him every opportunity to be that best option, both in training camp and then the preseason. And so, like you said, Rich, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's kind of, I find it very relieving to see, to have a feeling of it's going to be the best quarterback wins. But I want to ask you a question. I asked your brother on Thursday on the Steelers preview is, do you think that Kenny Pickett starting week one would be the best for his maturation process? Only uh, he, he could prove that he could prove that through training camp in the preseason. Yeah. If he proves he's ready and makes it no doubt about it, that's how I would see that Coach Tomlin would go with it. Yeah. It's it's going to – I've never been as excited for a preseason in my life, I don't think, <laughs> just because I'm, I'm so excited about the minutia. Who's he starting in which game? Because there's only three. Remember, the Steelers had four right. last year because they were in the Hall of Fame game, which was different. There's only three. Do they give Mason Rudolph a start in one of those games? Or do they start with Trubisky? Then do they go pick it? Do they give Rudolph the third start? Do they not? This is going to be interesting for me as a fan. I'm sure I'm not the only fan out there that's going to be saying similar things about, oh, my goodness, this is this is uncharted waters for a lot of fans. There are fans that are probably listening to this or watching us right now that don't know a quarterback not named Ben Roethlisberger. So are you going to go up to training camp this year now that it's back at St. Vincent? That is the plan right now. Planning a day for myself and Kyle and um, Coach Hoffman, who helps coach men's basketball at the college I work at. Um, We talked about it pre-COVID, and then COVID hit, and training camp hasn't been in Latrobe. So 
Um, we are already starting to talk about it, that definitely we want to go up and spend a day in Latrobe. I've never gone. Um, looking forward to it. You'll get to see it firsthand. And that's that's also another cool thing about this quarterback competition is the fans are going to be there and get a front row seat to it and see for themselves. You know, is Kenny Pickett delivering good passes? Is he as accurate? Everyone, everyone is saying. So this is going to be a talking point that we're going to have for a really oh, yeah. long time. And it's and, going to lead. For the first time in a long time for the Steelers, training camp is really going to matter to the quarterback Absolutely. position. And I, there's going to be an added amount of pressure to the, the the quarterbacks and I say all three of them because every throw is going to matter. You're being evaluated with everything that you do. And so that's going to be really interesting, but you know what? This is the Q and a, we could spend an entire show doing this. Let's get to some questions and we'll just fire away with some of these. Let's go. Johnny Bravo, put this on the screen here is, is Anthony McFarlane going to make the team? What do you think? I don't know that that's a lock. Yeah. Um, my first gut feeling is to say, yeah, he, he probably makes the roster, um, but he's no lock to make the roster. Definitely agree with you. Not a lock, but I, I think he does. And this is something that Dave and I did on Friday's let's ride podcast. We predicted the 53 man roster. You can also read that article on behind the And I had McFarland making the team. Dave did not. He said that was kind of his shocking upset, but uh, well, we'll see. We know that McFarland is a Canada guy. Keep that in mind. They coached him in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Corey Eckenroth. He says, is Pickett more Justin Herbert or is he more Derek Carr? Obviously talking about the Chargers, Herbert, and the Raiders Carr. What do you think? Uh, I'd say, you know, Pickett has the chance. Of course, we haven't even seen him in training camp yet or anything, but he has a chance. I would put him probably somewhere between the two. Um, I think he might be a little better than Derek Carr was to start, but it, I thought Justin, Justin Herbert plays so well, his first year, not sure, you know, not a lock that Kenny Pickett could perform to that level. Right now. I mean, yeah. Like you said, like we haven't seen him at the NFL level, but even watching some of his film in Pitt, I think he's more, he's more Derek Carr. He's not the runner that Herbert is. He's as, I, th- I think he's as athletic, but he's just not the runner. He, he, I, the arm strength either. Justin Herbert's got a pretty good arm. What are yeah. you gonna say? You gonna say something, Rich? Yeah, it, it's Kenny Pickett is. I think he's that mindset of pass first. Yeah, he's always looking. To, I think he's always going to be looking to get the ball downfield. Uh, Herbert just goes back, and then when he's you know when th- when the first read or two aren't there, and he sees the lane, he just goes. Yeah, I don't think that's Kenny Pickett's mindset. I agree. And Derek Carr is mobile as well. That's a really good two. That's a good player comp there. If you're thinking about it. that's a Corey, that was a good question. Let's go to Brian Brown. He says, do you think one of the undrafted free agent running backs will finally beat up any snow? We had an article that ran on behind the steel curtain.com on Saturday morning about, uh, I think it's Matteo Durant from Duke is one of those undrafted running backs. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about him, Rich. If you do go ahead and take a second. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> let me ask you about benny snell is he a lock you said anthony mcfarland's not a lock is benny snell no and honestly i would say in canada system mcfarland's a better fit than benny snell yeah you're probably right so really if i were to rank the two again although you're never sure how it's going to play out but i'd probably maybe say mcfarland has a little better chance than benny snell when it comes to making these tough decisions sometimes with the roster, what you have to look look at and what's what Mike Tomlin looks at as well is special teams. Yep. 
That can be the decider. Benny Snell has proven himself as a willing special team player. He has made tackles on kickoff teams. That matters. Let's go to Kathy Ford. She asked, what are the Latrobe dates? They have not been announced yet, Kathy. Uh, they have not yet announced any official dates. They haven't even announced, I don't think, their mandatory minicamp dates yet. They've done OTAs, all phases. Rookie minicamp is coming up at the end of this week. Uh, the 13th to the 15th. We know the schedule release is the 12th. So the end of this week is going to be a lot of Steeler news, which is good um, for us at the website and podcasting. But still, they have not announced at least what I've seen. Rich, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I have not seen any official dates on the on. I've not yet. seen the dates, just that they are going back to Latrobe. Very, yeah, I, that's all I've seen too. All right, let's go to Facebook. Josh Parker asked, switching to defense, what are your feelings on our run defense this year? Will it be up to snuff? That's a good question. The run defense was very porous last year. What do you think? Well, there's still some questions out there about who's going to be playing on the defensive line. Are we going to, you know, are we going to see Stefan to it? How does Tyson Alualu come back from from his injury? Uh, we got some new guys to work in there. You've got um, Isaiah Loudermilk now with a with a year under his belt. What kind of jump does he make in year two? Um, yeah, overall, I think we're going to see a um, a difference in the run defense. And believe it or not, the wild card in this that I could see making a big difference in the run defense is Brian Flores. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's a really good point. That's something that Jeffrey Benedict talks a lot about on his podcast, The Cutting Room Floor. Brian Flores' imprint is going to be on this defense. And that Mike Tomlin has spoken publicly about this as well, saying how – you can never have too many good minds working together. Some of these picks seem to be working in that direction to it. Coming back would be great. I love the pick of Liao in the third round. Yeah. It was basically them. In my opinion, it was them saying, if he comes back, that's awesome. If he doesn't, we have a plan in place. And yep. that's what I wanted to see. And so we'll see, which kind of brings me up to uh, Brian. I'll put this up on the screen. Uh, Mizwa, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. If not, I apologize. Has, has anyone heard any news on to it? Nothing definitive. There's been no news that are, is any, anywhere near definitive news based on the fact that Mike Tomlin was asked multiple times in post-draft press conferences about it, and every time he said there is no update. There is no update. So when we'll get anything definitive might not be until mandatory minicamp. Does he show up? Is he there? You know, that's, that's mandatory. That'll be the first time. I haven't seen any images of him at OTAs. You know, we've even seen images of uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, who we assume is going to be in the same situation as TJ Watt was last year. He's been at OTAs, nothing definitive yet. Brian Brown asked another one here. Do you think the Steelers will trade Mason Rudolph? What do you think, Rich? Um, there's a there's always the possibility. Um, first of all, the Steelers would have to be 100% sold on Kenny Pickett and and uh, Mr. Trubisky um, being your one and two. And then they'd also have to be comfortable that they have a solid, you know, at least a decent number three. Um, in which case then they would, it wouldn't even surprise me though, if it was towards the end of training camp or even into the first part of the season, when a team ends up with an injury and is looking for somebody and you, you know, you trade Mason and get a fifth round draft pick sometime. Didn't they get a fifth for Dobbs? To Jacksonville, I think, so. I think so. I mean, he has so much more experience, and his winning percentage isn't awful. I would hope that maybe they could get uh, a fourth or a fifth. you might. It's probably a again. Fifth. It just fourth depends. is a pipe dream. It just depends what's out there and what's going on at the moment. 
Yeah, you're right. And not knowing when that moment might come, it's kind of hard to project where a draft pick would fall. You're right. Uh, let's go to Facebook. Art Gordon asks, will Pickett wear gloves throughout his career? Now, Kenny Pickett has worn the gloves on his throwing hand and non-throwing hand, um, I think, throughout his pit career. You think he'll stick with that? I say that loosely because they're sticky gloves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a good chance, um, as long as he feels continues to feel comfortable with it with the NFL football, which we know is is slightly different, but not that different from a college football. Um, I'd say it's as long as his, his, he's comfortable and as long as he would continue to perform good chance. Here's the thing. Everyone wants to draw the lines. They want to connect the dots between the small hand narrative and the gloves. And they think this is why that's not the sole reason why Ben people forget Ben Roethlisberger wore gloves in bad weather, his entire career. And it was in 2005 when they won the Super Bowl. He wore it because he had to have that splint in his when he had that semi fractured mm. thumb. You talk about Philip Rivers wore gloves on his hand no matter what uh, throughout his career. Kurt Warner wore gloves on his hands. And these are quarterbacks that people don't really talk about. They're good quarterbacks, and it's because they like that sensation of the grip. They want that firm grip on the football. If he wants to wear gloves and he's delivering the football in a timely manner and he's getting rid of the ball, he's throwing touchdowns, who cares? I don't, but that's just me. Let's go to uh, Matthias. Oh, I'm not trying that last name. He said uh, from Facebook, do you think this year, this year's Steelers roster is the best since 2016? I'm trying to think back to the 2016 roster. Uh, Rich, if you know, go for it. I, I can look it up. Was like. was 16? I'm trying to remember. Was 2017 was the 13 and three year. I think that's the what, and that was obviously the Ryan Chase year. Um, that was obviously the Ryan Chase year injury. But let me see here. Let's see. I can bring it up. Can you think of anything now while I'm looking it up? Well, I can Uh, tell you exactly how I'd answer this question. Go for it. I would answer this question as no, because this roster hasn't proven anything yet. That's a good point. That's a good point. This was the Sammy Coates, Ross Cockrell, Sean Davis, DeCastro, Bud Dupree, obviously was on the team. LJ Fort was still on the Steelers that year. William Gay was still on the team. That was a year they got Justin Gilbert. I remember that. Um, that was from the Browns. Ladarius Green was on the Steelers that year. So was Xavier Grimble, Kobe, Combat Catch, Hamilton, Javon Hargrave. That was Ryan Harris. Forgot about him. He was only on, that was like a cup of coffee. Yeah, this was the year that they made it to the AFC Championship game. Yes, this was the year they yes. made it to the AFC Championship game. This is the year that everything kind of went off the rails following that. But Zach Mettenberger was on the roster that year. Oh, my gosh. Some of these names, Mike Mitchell, Arthur Motes, Rosie Nix, um, Eli Rogers. Yeah. Shamarco Thomas was still on the roster in 2016. Fitzgerald Toussaint. Don't want to bring up that name, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I agree with you though. This, this roster right now is totally unproven, but on paper, they've improved a lot of the areas that need improvement. So there well, you go. I, I could use your, your favorite word. And oh, this, gosh. this has the potential that they could be, but they haven't done anything. Exactly. So I hate that word. Always hate I, that word. As I, a I coach, you hate, I hate that it. word. Yeah. Because I used to, people used to ask me as a coach, they'd say, coach, what's the team going to look like this year? Now that I say we got a lot of potential, but that means absolutely nothing. Because you have to it means I have no clue. <laughs> That's Which what it speaks really volumes means. about me as a coach. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to Christopher Eleven. Says, do you do you guys feel like the Steelers are like a Tom Cruise movie? They made quote all the right moves. 
they've had a good off season so far, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to say all the right moves. I'd call it a lot of good moves. Okay. Is there a move that you wanted them to make that they haven't yet? Um, the only thing I was a little surprised was I thought there might be the chance in the draft that earlier on they get a, another offensive tackle. Okay, because I was gonna I was gonna say secondary. I was thinking cornerback when you said earlier in the draft. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Well, I was I I was thinking one of the two. Actually, okay. Dave and I had talked about this on one of our shows, and we, we thought that there was a good chance that they would go offensive tackle or corner somewhere in the first three rounds. Yeah. And they didn't go with either one. So, um, so that makes it tougher for me to say all the right moves, but I've, I've liked a lot of the moves they've made so far. I think they've had a great off season. I think Kevin Colbert, if this was his last off season, he's, he's hit more home runs and he has a uh, swing and misses. We'll put it that way. Yep. Shrek, Johnny's friend. It must be Johnny Bravo. He loves Shrek. How many more years will Mike Tomlin be the head coach of the Steelers? What do you think about that, Rich? Um, I gotta get back a few years because you know I was um one of my coworkers at William Mary was really pretty good friends with Mike Tomlin. Every time he came into town, he would stop in and see her. And I asked her one time, and she said she always felt that Tomlin's indication was he would quit coaching when he didn't enjoy it anymore, when it wasn't exciting to him to get out of bed and go into work. Someone like that, you, you gotta, you know, you think that there's a chance they could really, he, he could stick around another 10 years. It really wouldn't surprise me. No. Yeah. And, and you listen to him talk, whether it's after the draft, when he was on that podcast earlier this week, the guy still loves his job. And so if we're following the criteria you just mentioned, it's, it's, he's going to either be forced out, or it's going to be a long time. In which case, I like Mike Tomlin. And everyone knows that that's listening to my podcast. I, I am not a Tomlin hater, but at the same time, I know a lot of people are. Let's go to Reginald Rivers. Will the Steelers bring in a veteran running back? I doubt it. I really don't think they will. They have the space if they want to. I mean, these players at this point are going to, are not going to be that expensive. I guess if you had to bring in a cornerback or a running back, which would you bring in? I'd bring a corner. Yeah, same. And w- would you to entertain Joe Hayden? I would most certainly would entertain bringing back Joe Hayden. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe when the Steelers got Joe Hayden and I have always <laughs> been a Joe Hayden fan. Um, I hated the fact that he was playing in Cleveland because I liked Joe Hayden. Um, I would not be upset if they brought him back again, because chances are it's going to be on a pretty friendly contract. It would have to be, it have to be. And I don't know if he's willing to take that until it gets to the witching hour of, Hey, I really want to play this year. I just need to find a team. So we'll see. Maybe the Steelers keep the door open. I hope they do. Let's go to Brian Hensley from Facebook. He said, do you think they'll add a starter through free agency before the season? And does Colbert still make these decisions? Well, I'll speak on the second part of this and I'll let you answer the first. Okay. Colbert is the general manager until they replace him. And so he is, and he said this as well. If you listen to the press conference, he is going to be a, he's a part of their search to find the next guy. Like I think he's sitting on some of the interviews. He's definitely given his input. And I think he's deserved that. 
but I think right now, if there's a decision that has to be made, it's probably primarily Mike Tomlin, but I'm sure Kevin Colbert's input is there. Uh, you can chime in on that. And also if you think they're going to add a starter anywhere in free agency before the start of the year. Yeah. You know, talk, talk her, Tom Colbert's there until he's not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think especially this year, he's spent a lot of time with coach Tomlin and a lot of these, even more than sometimes potentially. And a lot of these decisions have been together and I think they'll continue to be uh, in terms of adding a, another starter somewhere through free agency. Nope. I think, I think your starters are already on the roster. Yeah. I mean, like I said, outside of cornerback and maybe you're not going to find a starting offensive tackle in free agency at no. this point, uh-uh. maybe a cornerback. So maybe if you bring in Joe Hayden and he's in great health and maybe you're like, Hey, he could be that guy opposite of Kella Witherspoon. You can move Levi Wallace to the slot and you can move Cam Sutton around where necessary. That would be the only position I would think that that might still have someone out there that is starter capable, but I agree hundred percent. Vinny vlogs from YouTube says, Hey Jeff and Scobro, what do you guys think of Calvin Austin? The third it's excited. We've seen these small speedy guys come into the league time and time again, and they don't work out. Will history be repeated? What are your thoughts on Calvin Austin? The third, you know, you've seen some of these smaller speedy guys come in and not work, but uh, you've seen plenty of small speedy guys coming in and work. Um, I, I was a big fan of the pick and actually that was the, you know, that was the first pick I saw while in Heinz field, right before I got to listen to uh, Mel Blunt talk, actually Mel Blunt had some things to say about that, about him. Mel Blunt was saying, he, you know, he was like, Hey, this guy is fast. This guy is going to give corners trouble. Uh, you know, and actually Mel Blunt was drawing the comparison saying, Hey, you know, rules were set up in the league because of Mel Blunt about, you know, the physical contact at the line of scrimmage, he said, and that's given these smaller guys with speed a real opportunity. And yeah. he, he says he really hopes to see the young man come in and compete. So, Yeah, I, I wrote an article that ran on the website today, Sunday, and I found a, it was a little, little blurb in an ESPN article where they had interviewed college coaches, defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, head coaches of Power 5 schools, and these were those anonymous quotes. No one wants to put their name to it. And there was one defensive coordinator that said that the best sleeper pick in the draft was Calvin Austin III. And he talked about how, with the rules in place, like you mentioned, this guy with his speed can cause defensive coordinators to have nightmares. Because you you just can't you can't always stop that type of speed. We're talking sub four four forty speed. He's a two hundred meter dash guy, long speed. He's not just a short, quick area burst guy. Which that's what I thought of when I thought of Chris Rainey and Dre Archer. He's a different he's a different beast. This guy's a football player too. Good route running. Uh, it'll be interesting. I, I'm excited to see what they can do. But again, this is going to come down to, in my opinion, can Matt Canada put them in position to right. succeed? And that's a whole different can of worms. <laughs> The other thing I think about with him is not, I don't think just of him. I look at the other wide receivers that will be around. Okay. You've got Pickens that they drafted, yep. you know, in round two. You've got, you know, Chase Claypool. You've got Deontay Johnson. I mean, can you, could you just imagine four receiver sets with those four guys on the field? Yeah. And if you want a fifth, put fat Pat Frymuth out there and really get the mismatches going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, th- it. Uh, you know, we went from be from wide receiver being the um, what I want to say the, the 
where we knew we had holes needed to be filled because there just wasn't the depth there to suddenly in the draft adding the two guys they added saying like, okay, the wide receiver room's fine now. It's hard to believe. But it, it's been a good offseason, and they didn't have to get one of those overpriced receivers either. They did this through the draft. They did this the Steelers' yes. way when it comes to acquiring talent, which is a good question here by Matt B. from YouTube. Really like the way the roster's shaping up, but wanted to know if you guys think that any position group has been downgraded from last season to this season. So we just talked about how great the offseason has been, and they made a lot of really great moves. Is there any position that you look at now, again, just on paper, where you're thinking – this position is not as good as it was last year. There's one that's glaring, but it just depends on how you view the position, but I'll let you go first. Oh, I'm sitting here running through the position groups trying to think about it. <laughs> Start with the most important position well, in all professional Yeah, I was going to say, the, the only one that jumps to mind right off the bat is quarterback. Exactly. That's, ex that's exactly what I thought of was quarterback. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger didn't light the world on fire, but he had, what, seven fourth quarter uh, seven fourth quarter comebacks or game winning drives, I think, or something, some stat that was pretty astonishing when you think about it. And you just don't know if any quarterback that, that, that that's not a trait that any quarterback possesses. But other than that, I'm trying to think, I feel like they upgraded every position. Don't you? Yeah, I really do. Um, and I think they were very deliberate in how they did it. Um, especially offensively. Um, I think, they took the opportunity to transition the players to look for guys they felt would work well in Matt Canada's offense. So, yeah. so again, like I said, it's going to come down to Canada's got to get the job done, which that's a whole other can of worms. Let's go to Johnny Bravo. Are you guys confident in the runners behind Najee Harris? We kind of talked about this a little bit, but what do you think? Um, as long as Najee's not out long-term could, you've got guys that I feel can spot start and, or running back cut by committee in there if need be. But after Najee, you don't have another bell cow running back. Yeah. I don't know if you need that bell cow running back. You need to have a runner that they're saying, if you have to come in for a series, we're not going to feel like the offense is going to fall apart. And you think about some of the runners that they've had in the past, even going back to the Jerome Bettis days, I don't care if it's Veron Haynes, if it was Moel D. Moore, even D'Angelo Williams when Le'Veon Bell was suspended. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were capable running backs that they could carry the load for. It, you felt it last year. I'm sure you did as a fan watching this football team. If Najee Harris had to come out for a series, you're like, oh, this is nothing's going to happen. They're not going to run the ball. <laughs> they're not going to run right. the ball. There's no way they're going to give it to Benny Snell unless they absolutely have to. And that was very few and far between. So I, I'm not crazy about the running backs behind um, behind Najee Harris. And I hope the Steelers can somehow find I don't, I don't care if it's an undrafted rookie. Who cares? Get someone in there. That they're like, you know, we can trust this guy. We'll see if they do. And maybe it's, I don't, I don't care if it's Connor Hayward. <laughs> Let me be honest there. So uh, let's true. go. Yeah. Let's go with uh, another one from Facebook. Danny Waycaster says, do you guys feel like Kenny Pickett has a better chance of being super successful in Pittsburgh with his familiarity with everything versus maybe not having success had he gone somewhere else? So, I guess this boils down to, do you think because Pittsburgh signed him, he's familiar with the facility, the city, et cetera, that he'll have more success there compared to maybe starting over? I don't want to say necessarily that he'll have more success, but I think he could transition quicker. That's a great point. That's uh, a great uh, point. You know, because of that familiarity. Yeah. 
I don't know I mean, how much he, that would he's put, not yeah, moving. Ahead. You know, think about it. He's not moving to a new city looking to get a new place to live. You know, I mean, he's he's going to be able to, you know, well, I mean, he already said, oh, hey, I'll give the tour of the city to the to the rookies when they come in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. I, I don't know in the in the NFL if if familiarity with a town or a facility is going to really matter. It's going to help him with his comfortability. He's going to be more comfortable. He's going to he's not going to have to learn new roads and how to get here, how to get there. So maybe with some people that'll play a factor. If you're drafting a first round quarterback, I don't think it matters where you where you live. I mean, he already talked about he's going to, have to get a new apartment, so he's going to have to do that because uh, he was probably living with a bunch of. He's, I think he labeled them as gross college kids. So he's going to get his own apartment in Pittsburgh. And so he's, he's still going to have, have some newness. So uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. So it, Kenny Pickett, that's going to be what everyone's going to be watching as the Steelers head into, like I said, mandatory mini camp, I'm sorry, rookie mini camp will be this upcoming weekend. So the 13th to the 15th, that's for all the rookies undrafted rookie free agents and those players, they get those invitations from, um, the Steelers to come in and try out. And sometimes you'll see those guys that are on future deals get cut and they'll sign a rookie uh, to the roster. And so you, you'll see all that stuff. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how this all pans out. OTAs are still going on. We'll have all that information for you behind the steel curtain.com. All right, big bro. Sco. It's a good show. Will you have anything, any final words about final thoughts where we call it a show? Oh, just, you know, excited as the draft is finished, you know, and the conversations have shifted, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking more about, you know, what the Steelers roster is looking like now, not, Mm -hmm. Oh, what are they going to do in the draft? That's done. So love it moving forward. Now, you know, we sit through what I call the next big lull until training camp gets going. But yeah, the, the, the lull for me is once OTAs wraps up mandatory mini camp wraps up, that's when the players jettison out on in June, and they go on their way in June and early July, and then they come back, and then training camp starts, and that's when the whole thing ramps up. So the dog days of summer are real for the National Football League. I always say it. I'll say it again. You you hope you don't get news during those months because that's never good news when you get news in the months of June and early July. So, all right, you can – hey, you did a show with Jeff Hartman. You can check that off your box. I did a show with Big Roscoe. Good job. Uh, make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcast by searching Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. You can subscribe, follow us. So you get all of our audio content like my Let's Ride podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning, as well as the Big Bro Sco and Dave Schofield Show, the Sco Bro Show, which is every Tuesday night live on YouTube and Facebook as well as on our audio platform. And as always, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And next Sunday, you'll have two new hosts on the Steelers Q&A. Take it easy. When I know that it can never really be the same How could I move forward When I keep looking backward I'm just standing still How can I fight this obsession Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.